0: Just like an albatross We ran from George's Cross We never failed to answer when we were cold And even when we lost And had to count the cost We still sang loud But I'll
1: return to Till the last Myself and David are now joined by Heather Holloway and Ian McKinnon from the Jags Foundation. Uh, thank you very much to both of you for joining us. How are you both doing? I'm good. I'm good, lads. Thanks for having us on. No problem at all.
2: It's great to be back. I think I'm definitely on more than... More, more than my fair share of podcasts this season, I've, I've broken my record. So, yeah, good to be on and keen to talk about the foundation.
1: Good stuff. Do you just want to fill us in with uh, what the foundation's been up to since I think Heather, uh, you were the last foundation um, representative on the pod just since then? What's the foundation been up to? How's it been going?
2: Ian, do you want to take this one?
0: Yes, yeah, sure. So, I mean, yeah, so obviously there's been. There's been a fair bit going on. I mean, we're still kind of we're, we're still doing the the thistle pins. We're still doing the match day stalls, the bread and butter stuff. But obviously, there's quite a lot of stuff that we've have to they've had to be quite reactive to, um, as well as the kind of proactive stuff, which is the, the kind of day to day. I guess the main one was um, we met the trust a few ages ago now, because there's so much has happened since. But yeah, so we we did meet the trust. So it was myself, Heather, uh, Sandy, Andrew, and Gary met the five trustees. and uh, yeah, I mean, there were some difficult moments, as I'm sure you can imagine. but um you know there was a lot of things that we that, you know we, we disagreed on, of course. Um, they wanted to know what needed to happen for us to consider working with them. And um, we gave them our red lines, which is now in the public domain. And the meeting ended on decent terms, I thought. there was some optimism. Uh, certainly for me, maybe they had kind of realised that the Jags Foundation weren't just the nine of us, but it was actually 900 of us. And they were very complimentary of us um, as a board. But then basically, I mean, a few days after that, the club accounts came out. Obviously, we had a few issues with those accounts, you know, our thoughts on the public domain as well. So but before we published what we thought of the accounts, we did go to the trust. And said, "Look, you know, we'll give you guys in the spirit of the in the spirit of the meeting, we'll give you guys advance sight. And um, you know, what do you guys think?" And they were just like, they just basically got back to saying, "No, we're not, we're not commenting on the accounts," which was disappointing. Obviously, then they've published a memorandum of understanding with the club, which, again, it's it's just really disappointing. You know, some of the stuff that's in there. It's also really disappointing that the they're not going to be a fully democratic organisation until 2025, you know, I think that we just, we, we cannot support that, like, we, can, we cannot condone that, uh, so it's disappointing, um, obviously the, our members' reaction to it is in line with that and the reaction of the wider fan base, as I'm sure everyone's seen, has not been good, so yeah, I mean, that's kind of where we are um, obviously the AGM is now coming up uh, this week, I think it's Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday. So you know, we'll we'll be interested to see what happens there. For the moment, our membership is still increasing. We are very very comfortable that we are representing our members' views here. We get emails from members every single day. We're at games, at the stalls. You know, we're we're in we're in the pubs. You know, we're in we're on the supporters bus. We're on the supporters buses. We're on trains. You know, so we're speaking to fans all the time. Speaking to our members all the time. We, are, as I said, we are very, we are fairly comfortable that the stances that we are taking on these issues just now, um, as representative of our membership as a whole.
1: You mentioned that uh, Ian that the your meeting with the trust and um, was all documented and that's out in the public. We'll link that underneath, in um, this episode. I would sort of follow up and say, how hopeful are you that there'll be more meetings? Um, how hopeful are you that, that there will be a positive relationship between the foundation and the trust going forward?
0: I mean. The optimism of that meeting has been somewhat diluted by the fact that they weren't prepared to comment on the accounts. And also the the disappointment about they didn't meet our red line. One of our red lines was about democratising the trust and they weren't prepared to meet that um, before 2025. So, and, you know, there was also an agreement that they would give each other advance notice of any big announcements. Obviously, with their memorandum of understanding, uh, they didn't do that. So, I mean, I think it's safe to say that that agreement's kind of off the table now as well. At the minute, I mean, these things can change very quickly. At the moment, I don't see how our members, I mean, this is the thing, I don't see how our members could accept us working with them. And that's the most important thing is that no matter what me or Heather or any any other board members think, I don't think our members could accept us working with them at the moment. And I've got to say, that's a view that I personally agree with as a member.
1: I'll ask one more question before I bring um, David and Heather in. Do you just want to explain a little bit why it's so important for the Foundation that the Trust does sort of open up uh, and become uh, democratically elected before 2025? Why is that so important for the Foundation? Why was that one of your red lines?
0: Because I don't think you can call it fan ownership until that happens. These five people have not been chosen by the fans. They've been handpicked by other people. You know, the fans have had no say in this. The Trust has been around for seven years. It's not a new organisation. Why couldn't they have had elections to get this done? Which is a question I asked in the meeting. Why didn't you have elections? And then... they were saying, oh, we just had to get this done and we just had to get the shares, you know, we just had to get the shares and then we think about everything else after it. Uh, I didn't really find that acceptable, to be honest, as an answer. I just think until you democratise that trust, you you can't even begin to start calling it fan ownership. That's really why we are looking for a fully democratically elected board uh, of trustees as soon as possible.
1: Thanks, Ian. Uh, David, do you want to come in?
3: Just in regards to the meeting with the PTFC Trust, I mean, how did it come about? Obviously, the Trust have not been very forthcoming when it comes to discussions and, you know, open meetings. They've been planning meetings for ages and they've not been happening with the fans and things like that. I mean, we've asked them to come on many times on the pod and obviously the invitation is still open if the PTFC Trust want to come on and discuss stuff. But so far, it's not been reciprocated. And yeah, I just wondered how how did you get to the point where you actually got a meeting with them?
0: Uh, so it was me, it was me and Fergus, that uh, brokered it. I I knew Fergus before all this. He was a, a friend of a friend. Uh, occasionally uh, went 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 to games with him, and he actually phoned me on day one back in August when they were revealed themselves. And I appreciated him doing that. He reached out and you know, there was a lot we disagreed on, obviously, about the call ended in good terms. And he said that look, we, we want to we want to set a meeting with you guys as a priority. So you know, that was fine. But then that just didn't happen. You know, that it just it just did not happen. Um and there was no contact until I actually saw him in a cafe in Glasgow one morning, both having my breakfast. So then so then me and him met at the same place for breakfast about a week after that and basically I agreed then that like let's try and facilitate a meeting so that's kind of how it came about and yeah I know I mean, I mean and the thing is if if, if me vegas didn't have that prior relationship I'm not sure it would have came about but you know once we managed to get them to agree to a meeting you know despite it all reservations that we possibly had I think we I think we had I think we were duty bound to 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 take the meeting and and hear them out but we did make the point in the meeting that you know they need to come out and start speaking to the fan base as a whole. It can't just be done via one-to-one chats, as they as they were so seem so determined to do in the early days. Um, but you know that's kind of how it came about. It was it was myself and and, and Fergus that kind of brokered it, and uh, Fergus also
1: provided the uh, the venue as well. Heather, do to come in?
2: Yeah, I think I just also add there that. Obviously, Ian spoke in that first part about the fact that we listen to our members and there were a few members that in emails and in speaking to us at the stalls and at away games as well, who had asked us about a relationship with the trust and how we could do that. And as a membership organisation that listens to our members, we try to find a way to possibly do that as you know, we wanted to believe that we could in some way be a connection to opening up communications with the Trust. So, yes, Ian had the connection there, but also one of the reasons that we wanted to do it out for importance was because some of our fans had been asking us about how we could build a relationship with the Trust.
3: Yep, spot on. Obviously, you mentioned about the Trust... Uh, about how, like, if it wasn't for that sort of prior relationship, you don't think it would have happened. Is is there? Is this something you see happening more often down the line, or do you think it's kind of on ice again uh, after the sort of no comment on the accounts?
2: I think we could never say never.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, we could never say never, but I, I mean, they, they, they've got to give us. They've got to give us something. They've got to give us a reason for for, for meeting them again. You know, because. The, the, at the meeting there was a lot of things they said ah look eh, we can't we, there's, we can't really tell you much yet but you know there is things happening and it's like well that's not good enough man like you know you've got you know we, we represent 900 Batic Nissel fans who want answers here and I accept that some things have to remain confidential you know we're not asking for anyone to, to break their NDAs or whatever anyone's saying but you know you've got to, you've got to give us a you've got to give I mean they've got to give everyone a bit more like there's been there's been so light on detail. One of the things they said to us, you know, before the meeting was that we don't want to we don't want to go over old ground. You know we want to we want to focus on the future, and that's all very well. But you know when there's such gaping holes in the story about how we've got to this point, you know you can't expect people not to ask questions like that. And yeah, I mean, everything that comes out is just so light on detail, and they really need to start providing a bit more than that. I I I know that this you know the stuff that we've put out. I mean, it's not usually. I mean, I don't have the the biggest amount of input, but I I know for a fact that we spend hours on that stuff. You know, like you know, when we're putting a document together, or um, or even just you know sending an email to members, like. That, we spend hours on that. Yes, of course. Everyone, I accept. Everyone's got their, their jobs and families and, and whatever else. But this is the gig. This is what we've signed up for. Yeah, they've just got to give us a bit more. So yes, I mean, if they want to meet us again for whatever reason, then yeah, we, we, we'll 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 always keep the door open, whether we like it or not. They do have the shares now. You know, something's got to happen. Yeah, i, I, I I'm I'm happy to keep the door open.
2: Yeah, and like we've got, you know, we've got. Over 900 members that we're representing, and we need to be, you know, we need to acknowledge how they're feeling and, and and what their movement is, and we will continue to be there for those members no matter what, and we will try and, you know, for example, with the current way that the trust is, with the, th- you know, the season ticket for three consecutive years, we do have members of the foundation who. You know technically assuming our beneficiaries so at some point we might be you know be there to support those people in their way forward as well.
1: And that sort of does an, uh, link into the, the questions I'm, I'm going to ask. I've got three questions I was going to ask you've mentioned it's great that you've surpassed the 900 members mark in the last few days. What can those 900 members do to affect positive change? Can they do anything? And what does the foundation hope to achieve in the next few months, few weeks, few months? And what would you say to people who aren't yet members or maybe in two minds about joining, not too sure sort of what they want to do with it? What would you say to those people who are maybe considering joining and just quite haven't yet?
2: Um, I would here focus on potentially talking about our participatory budget. We've got obviously the money that uh, you know a lot of people are on a 10 pound membership we've also got our 5 pound um membership for concessions and a 1 pound membership um which some people have chosen due to the cost of living right now and certain other you know private situations and um, and that's you know it's brilliant um and we've got you know with the thistle pins as well um you know in we're talking about what is the foundation doing in the next few months you know from that kind of sp- perspective of Thistle pins. We've got a new drop coming soon, a special one for Christmas. We've just launched the Dennis McQuaid pin. So um, we've got those things happening. So we will be opening up to members about ways in which where funds could be going. So for example, looking at things for Jags for Good and looking at other areas that fans would think about supporting with the current money that we do have and looking at ways that we can use that to you know support uh, member led suggestions
0: yeah it's, it's it's something i'm really excited about you know because it's easy to get bogged down with all this trust club share stuff and um, but the participatory budget and stuff is something i'm really looking forward to doing because obviously it, it could it could have been a bit of a problem, this, because obviously the the members' money that we are bringing in, the plan for that was always for it to to go to the club, you know, if and when you became majority shareholder. The sad thing is it could have made a real difference, you know, because at the moment, you know, you're, you're talking about an extra eight and a half, nine grand could have been going to the club every month from us just now and from our members. This season, the Foundation of Hearts, I think they paid the equivalent of nine first team players' salaries nine, um, if that's what the members want to do with the money. But what we're looking at now is we're looking at other ways in which, you know, what what can we do with that money? If it's not going to go directly to the club, A, because they've told us they don't want our money, B, because, you know, a lot of members might not want us to give the club any money at this point in time. So, you know, what else can we do? We had a big surplus from the second batch of Chris Doolin pins. So we gave Jags for Good 800 45 which was a pound for every member at the time and so you know we we can do more things like that if they've got a particular drive that they're doing for example the the, the energy bills fund which has been amazing um i think the the, the jags for good guys have have been so good not just for what they've done to help uh people but for the good pr that they've given Partick thistle you know and so we want to see if there's anything we can do to help do the members want us to, to to keep helping them to what extent? But then you know, there's also there's I think there's also other things we can do. I mean, I think you know, for example, if if there's a, I think our, uh, other fan ownership groups have uh, have paid have you know done stuff like help fund disabled platforms, uh, things like that. Could we give some money to the movements team? Uh, you know, we've already sponsored two games, of course, but you know, could we make that a more a more regular thing? So yeah, we. What we're going to do is we're we're going to we're going to basically ask the members for suggestions and um, see what comes in and then basically kind of take a more maybe get maybe four or five and uh, kind of take it take a poll of members. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll also keep money aside for a, a rainy day fund as well. So we're not just going to blow the whole budget in a day. <laughs> but, you know, I think that there are there are things I think which could really benefit from the members' money, if that's what the members want to do, you know. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. Um, I think it's going to be really good, because every time we speak to the members, um, you know, we're amazed at, at, at some of the ideas we get in. Uh, and, and there's there's a lot there's a lot of good ideas that come from membership, you know.
3: Just in terms, obviously, the memorandum of understanding, it came out a wee while ago to lay the foundations of how the PTFC Trust would work with the board. Um, you were obviously very critical at the time of the use of, of a memorandum of understanding instead of say a trusted as someone who doesn't really have any experience in this i just wanted to get some more information from you about your opinion as to why a memorandum of understanding is not the suitable way of going forward with for the trust with the club boards
0: so the, the memorandum of understanding um, for a start it's not legally binding um what what we what we were going to propose, uh, if if we'd got the shares was uh, was working together protocols, which should have been a lot more binding. There's a couple of things in there which just really jumped out to me, um about the trust having to go to the club board about certain things to do with the trust, and it's like what 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 have the club board got to do with the trust? Why 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 would the club board need to approve you guys make you know making changes to the trust or whatever? And it seemed, like, it seemed like the relationship was the wrong way round in a couple of those points. That was the point that worried the most. It seemed like the trust were there to serve the board, when in fact it's the other way round. The board should be there to serve the owner, you know, whoever that is, whether that's the trust or the foundation, however, like the board are there you know,
1: to serve and just just lastly for me, if there are fans out there who haven't joined the foundation yet and are thinking about it, what would your message be to them? I'll go first and then you can come in, uh,
0: Heather, if if, if if that's all right. But I, I would say that every single member makes us stronger. I know that can seem a bit woolly and a bit wishy-washy, but I, I genuinely do believe the fact that we are now on 900 members. Would the Trust of even have taken the meeting if our membership hadn't kept growing? Don't know. I genuinely do think that with every single me- new member we get, it makes us harder to ignore. We're so much stronger together than we are individually, and I think that goes for anything in life. To be quite honest, um, I think the organisation, as it is just now, we're the biggest Partick Thistle supporters organisation ever. That's a huge achievement, not just for us as the bo- as the board, but you know the the previous board who started the organisation and the members themselves. You know, so I would say. Join us, have your say. We reply to every single email we get from members. You know, there's three three membership tiers in terms of payment. No matter whether you're paying £1, £5 or £10 a month, we've all got the same say in how this goes. So, yeah, I think, you know, join us and make us stronger. And with every new member, it does make us stronger, I think.
2: I think I couldn't agree more with what Ian said. And at the stall on Saturday, I was speaking to someone and... Uh, they came up to the stall and they said is this the fans foundation and I just want to make sure that I'm signing up for the right thing etc and um, and then is this the one for the true membership for the people that are you know out there engaging speaking about everything take membership's point of view and that is something to be proud of to be part of the, pa- the fact that we are a membership a membership organization that do do those things and on a personal level, being part of this foundation has made me feel stronger with what we are working for. But also in the Partic Thistle community, be braver to speak out, find new connections, have something that we can work on together. It's a really great place to be. And with what we Ian and I just spoke about, there's so many positive things that are happening through the work of the foundation and our incredible members. And while some of the other parts with the trust and the way the shares have gone is for some people, they find, you know, oh, let's move on or that's why are we being negative? But I th- that my real message is that the Jag- I would not be involved in this if the Jags Foundation wasn't a positive environment to be in and I couldn't say that more it, it, and also it's extremely inclusive it's a membership for all and we just want to be there for our members and make sure that they are heard
0: you know we've had good days and bad days uh, since we all got elected you know but um I, I would pay tribute to to the rest of the board because uh, you know so, some of the talent on there is is, is just quite it's just quite remarkable to be quite honest, I mean, and I think that's that that, that 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 keeps me going every day, knowing that you've got eight you've got eight other people there who who you know are going to work for you, and so you want to work for them, and and also the members. Every time we, every time that Graham pops up and tells us we've got to eight fifty or eight seven five or nine hundred, you know, it, it 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 reminds you that you're there for these people. You know, so whenever you're having a bad day or you can't, or a, whenever I can't be asked putting 100 badges in envelopes, you know, I, I do just need to remember, I said, look, this is the gig. You're not letting yourself down here. If you don't do this, you're letting down 900 people. And it's amazing. And, you know, that s- s- some of us, uh, I mean, me, me and Graham Cibber used to have huge Barneys on the old .NET forums on and latterly Twitter, which we laugh about now, as you know, but it, it but we you know a lot of us have come who have disagreed about things in the past have come together through this you know and i think you know that's i think is is one of the best
1: things for me you know thanks ian um heather you get anything else you want to add um
2: yeah so we've got some fantastic things happening for our members over the next little while. So we're calling it the London and South East England Jags fans. So we don't know, it might be some of you who fancy we travelling. And what we're going to be having is a London World Cup gathering event for whistle fans at the Maple Leaf Cub. Uh, sorry, the Maple Leaf Pub in Convent Garden from about 3 p.m. onwards on Saturday the 26th of November, where we'll watch France be Denmark and then Argentina against Mexico it is an invite to all Jags fans don't need to be a Jags Foundation member um, or if you're a if you are a Jags fan with a few other friends and want to bring them along it will be a good way to um, just you know meet with fellow people have some good chat and um, some you know just enjoy the World Cup and together We've also got a event, an exclusive One. event happening in Glasgow uh, coming up very soon. So keep your diary free for Saturday the 10th of November. And I'll hand over to Ian to plug that.
0: Yeah, so Saturday the 10th of December, um, we're going to have a very... Uh, there's no game that day, uh, no Jags game that day, obviously. Um, so we just thought, why don't we get together the board? We're going to get together anyway. So we thought, why not open it up to members? See if anyone wants to come and watch uh, a World Cup quarter final with us. So we've we've booked out the back room of Munns on Maryhill Road. So there'll be there should be a good number of the TGF board there. And so if anyone wants to come in, have a chat, um, and watch the game with us, uh, you've been more than welcome.
2: I'm just going to do uh plug for the thistle pins that are sure. coming out in December sure and um, we've got a fantastic Christmas special coming very soon and you won't want to miss it so if you are new to us and not sure there will be an email just uh, a few days before and you'll set your alarm for a certain time and there's not going to be just one it's going to be very special for Christmas and um it's something that you won't want to miss out on.
1: That does sound very exciting. Thanks for that, Heather. Um, Ian, Heather, thank you very much for joining us, um, yourselves and any of the Foundation. Welcome on at any time if there's anything else you want to discuss. So thanks for your time tonight. No,
0: thank you, uh, David, and thank you for having us on. Much appreciated.